2: The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show.
3: Right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our family of broadcast affiliates right around the world. If you'd like to send an email, studio at exoneradio TV.com on all social media sites, Exon Radio TV, and our radio website at ww.exonoradio.com. ExoNation, my first guest tonight is costanza morningstar she is a certified medium based in silver spring maryland she is the author of the book medium a step-by-step guide to communicating with the spirit world she brings comfort to the bereaved facilitates healings on both sides of life and guides clients uh, through thorny life situations through evidential mediumship readings and seances in person over the telephone and via skype she has taught mediumship development in the greater Washington DC area since 2009 and offers a weekly development circle in Silver Spring, Maryland. She is also an ordained spiritual minister and a national spiritualist teacher. She holds an MPH degree and a BA degree in sociology from Tulane University. Joining me now is Constanza Morningstar and Constanza. Welcome to the X Zone.
0: Thank you for inviting me to your
3: show. It's great having you with us uh, what was it that that happened or what pointed you in the direction of the spiritual and mediumship work you're doing today as as a young lady
0: well i think i i think i always had a how should i put it i think i always was drawn to mm-hmm. mysticism and i've had a lot of mystical spiritual experiences over the course of my life But I had no idea ever that I was going to be a medium. And um, what happened is I did perceive the spirit people at a young age, Mm -hmm. but at some point I just wanted it to go away because I didn't know what it was and I didn't know why kids in school were teasing me. (laughs) So I wished it away and it was gone for 30 years. And then, one morning, years ago, I think in two thousand and one, my deceased grandmother appeared at the foot of my bed in the middle of the night at around four o'clock in the morning, and I sat up in bed and I saw her with my eyes wide open as clear as day, and um she looked younger than I remembered her. She actually looked like a girl like she was about anywhere about ten, eleven or twelve years old. Mm-hmm which struck me as very odd. But then after that, I continued to have more experiences with deceased spirit people. And um, after a while, I started to go to a spiritualist church to learn more about it. And I learned that the spirit people will often present themselves in the way that shows them at the time of their life when they were happiest. And in my grandmother's case, that made a lot of sense because her entire family, except for her father, mm-hmm. they all died either during World War I or during the influenza epidemic in oh 1918. Gosh. Yeah, so from age 12 onward, she it was just her and her father, and six or seven brothers were gone. Her mother died in the epidemic. So she really was never the same person again after that experience. So it makes a lot of sense that she would have shown herself at an age when she was still a little girl and the family was still intact.
3: It certainly does. Constanza, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break of this hour. Exonation. our guest this hour, is Constanza Morningstar. Her website is... Do you have your pencils and paper ready? All right. Silverspringoflight.com. That's www.silverspringoflight.com. As you can tell, I'm still battling this Darn summer cold, but I'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Whatever you do, do not go away. More to come. And welcome back to the x I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We're talking to Constanza Morningstar this hour here in the x And her website is silverspringoflight.com. Now, Constanza, how would you best define mediumship?
0: Mediumship is a person's ability to communicate with the people in the spirit world. So in other words, it's it's the ability to make the connection with deceased spirit people. When you're, I should say with deceased people. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that.
3: No problem. When you're doing your uh, mediumship, is is there a difference in the way that you connect with spirit, whether you're being a medium or when you're conducting a seance?
0: No, there really is absolutely no difference. And what I call a seance is simply a group reading, and the format is always the same. I open with prayer, and then I connect with the spirit people, and I describe everything that I see and hear and sense and feel from the spirit side of life. So however the spirit people present themselves, how they look, Mm -hmm. what physical conditions they're making me aware of, emotional conditions, what they did in life, how they're related to the sitter... Um all of these things are called evidence and I just report everything that they're making me aware of.
3: What was it like for the first time when you did a a, a mediumship or a séance? How did you feel that you were able to connect with those loved ones on the other side and bring you know, bring some closure to those who were left behind?
0: Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a very, it is a it's a very good feeling being able to help people find closure because death is something that is just so hurtful mm-hmm. to everyone, and um, people grieve and suffer, and everyone who's experienced knows how painful it is, and it's just so wonderful for people to know that their loved one is still alive and well. But in order for them to know that, I have to do a a good job with my work in bringing through a lot of evidence, a lot of details Mm -hmm. about the spirit person that I couldn't possibly know unless they were indeed right there communicating with me.
3: I understand that prayer plays an important part of of the role in developing mediumship, and I was wondering if you could explain why.
0: Well, first of all, prayer is protective. You always want to invoke the divine presence because you want the highest and the best to come through in the reading. And um, so you're you're setting the framework when you begin with prayer. And uh, the prayer, of course, also helps set the, the client, the recipient, at ease because people often have never been to a medium before, so they don't really know what to expect. So when you open with prayer, it makes everyone feel that everything is in the right place. We do pray to God, and um, it, it just it just sets a good stage. And um, for me, the opening prayer also very much helps as a trigger to basically put me into that frame of mind where I can perceive the spirit people. So for me, the the gates to to opening up they're very much closed until. I make that opening prayer, and then with the opening prayer, I open up, and the spirit people come in, and at the end of the reading or seance, I close with prayer, and with that, they disengage, and they just go back to, the, mm-hmm. <laughs> to their homes in the spirit world, and I get on with my day.
3: Let me ask you, let me ask you this. In, in today's society, there are multiple religious philosophies, does it matter which religious philosophy a person follows when it comes to helping to get the information from the other side?
0: I don't really, I don't really think that it matters. I think mediumship very much is a gift from God mm-hmm. that's given to us so that we can bring comfort to people, and so that we can also make better decisions in our own lives. And I don't think that it cares, that it matters what background or what beliefs a person holds. I, I don't think that that matters at all. I think all the different religions, they all touch on the divine, and they're all different ladders of getting to God. So I don't really think it matters which ladder we climb.
3: ExoNation, Constanza, Morningstars, our guest, www.silverspringoflight.com. What are the big six spiritual senses, and how would you define them, Constanza
0: okay, The first one is clairvoyance, and that is the ability to perceive the the spirit people visually, and what I mean by that usually people you usually you would perceive the spirit people in your mind's eye. For the most part, mm-hmm. you wouldn't perceive them with your eyes wide open except on a few occasions, but you would just perceive them clairvoyantly in their mind's eye. And um, the next one is clear audience, and that is the ability to hear the sounds and the voices from the spiritual realms, in other words, the voices of the spirit people. And mm-hmm. um, the next one is clairsentience, and clairsentience can be feeling either the emotions and or the physical conditions of the spirit people And underneath that you also have clear olfaction Which is the ability to smell the, the scents and smells and fragrances from the spirit world And um, there is also clear gustation The ability to taste the foods that the spirit people like to eat when they were still here on earth And of course there is also something called clear cognizance and clear cognizance is basically just a very clear and sudden knowing of what the spirit people want to communicate. And you know it with such certainty it just comes in just, just, mm. in, just in a flash. It's right there and it just pops right out of your mouth.
3: Is a person born with the spiritual sense or, or can this be developed through training and through meditation and through spirituality itself?
0: Um, both. Um, I do think we all are born with the ability to communicate with the okay. spirit world. We all have physical senses, and we all have spiritual senses. The only problem is that in our society, usually we aren't taught to pay attention to the spirit side of life. In fact, usually we're told there is no such thing as the spirit world, and we have a rich imagination if we think that there is something beyond the physical life. So most people really aren't trained to pay mm. attention. So it is something that children often perceive naturally until they start to unlearn it by going to school and uh, by having their experiences dismissed. But it is something that people can learn again and reconnect with through practices like prayer, and a, da- and a daily meditation, and of course participating in a development circle where people meditate in a group for the purpose of connecting with the spirit people.
3: What's the difference between a career psychic and a regular psychic?
0: Um, I'm not, I don't, I well, I suppose a career psychic gives psychic readings mm-hmm. for a business, where, whereas I think... Just a regular psychic, I think everyone is psychic to some degree. I really truly think that we all are psychic. I just think that people often don't know what it is and they don't know how to recognize it. So I'd say that a regular psychic is probably just an ordinary person who receives flashes of insight and guidance or who happens to be at the right place at the right time (laughs) through coincidence in their own personal private life.
3: Would you say that everyone requires a spiritual development circle or is this just for for advanced members of the psychic and spiritual community?
0: Well, if you want to develop your mediumship or if you want to develop your psychic gifts, mm-hmm. it is very very helpful to sit in a circle. Indeed for mediumship it really is and it really is a requirement simply because just meditating on your own only gets you so far. And that is true for people, even if they have very good natural gifts to begin with. The example that I like to use is Beethoven and Mozart, obviously they had a lot of musical ability to start
6: with. Very true. However,
0: they did did have to learn to play instruments. They did Mm -hmm. have to learn to play the music. And they had to practice, and they also had to learn how to compose music. So just because you're gifted in an area doesn't necessarily mean that you don't need any training. <laughs> so, so, if, so if mediums want to be able to develop their gift to the highest ability, sitting in a circle and taking classes with mediums who, who are knowledgeable really is a must.
3: So what is the main purpose or function of the circle?
0: You get to, you get together, you open with prayer, and you meditate together and It depends on what people like to do in my in my um development circle with my students. Mm-hmm. We do different exercises in conjunction with the meditation, but basically you meditate, and when you sit together in a group, the spiritual energies are amplified, and it just gives our spirit helpers the opportunity to work with each of us in a more profound way. And it just really helps open up our, our gifts, our abilities so much faster than if we try to do it on our own.
3: When you're in the circle and you're putting up the, the thoughts or the intentions, who replies?
0: When, we, when you set the intention to communicate with the spirit world, the spirit people come in. In my invocation, I always make sure that I invite in our spirit-loved ones, our spirit-loved ones and our spirit teachers and helpers, simply because I just want to make sure that Mm -hmm. the people who come through are people that are going to be recognized and who are going to be beneficial and positive and helpful (laughs) to everyone's development.
3: Is there any chance that when you open up this intention that A negative spirit or negative entity may cross the threshold, and if so, how do you protect yourself and those that are in the circle against the negativity or the evil?
0: Well, first of all, when you open with prayer, you are absolutely protected, okay. and if people wonder about that, they can also just simply ask for protection. There are different schools of thought on the subject of protection. Some mm-hmm. people say if you if you ask for protection, you say that there is something that you need to be afraid of, and with that, you invite the negative in. Other people just say, you know what, I make my prayer, and that takes care of everything. I'm of that school of thought, but I think everybody has to do what feels right for them. In my experience, when I make that prayer, there is absolutely nothing harmful that comes through. Is it possible that a troubled spirit comes through? Is it possible for example if I if I'm in a group with with people and someone perhaps was very disturbed or committed suicide or was not a good person in life, is it possible that they might come through? Yeah, absolutely it's possible. It could be that they want to come in to to make amends with the person who's sitting in the group. But to me, that's not a negative person. It's just a person who had a lot of problems in life, and now they come through in order to talk about it or to make amends.
3: Alright, Constanza, please stand by. You and I have to take our break. Exonation. Constanza Morning Stars are a very special guest. She is a certified medium based in Silver Springs, Maryland. Her website, www.silverspringoflight.com. This is the Exone. I am Rob McConnell. We'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. everyone. Constanza Morningstar is our guest. Her website is silverspringofflight.com. So as long as you start your your session or your circle with a prayer you're protected, and if you want extra protection, all you have to do is ask for it. Am I right?
0: That's correct.
3: We live in a complicated world these days, Constanza. I'm sure that you're more aware of this than most of us because you deal with the energies and the and and the forces on both sides of the of the veil. How does what we go through in this on this side, something that we call reality, how does this affect the other side, the spirit world?
0: Um, how do you how do you mean? What do we do here? How does it affect the other side?
3: Well, you know, there's a lot of trouble and strife in the world. Uh, you've got, uh, let me see, North Korea just. Detonated a nuclear bomb. You've got yes. the trouble between yes. North. Okay. You've got the trouble between the United States yeah. and and uh, Russia. And then <laughs> you've got the trouble between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump.
6: Oh
0: God! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, yes, you are right. Well, you thank you. I now understand the question. No problem. Um, no. Well, usually when there when there is a lot of trouble here on mm-hmm. Earth, the spirit usually the spirit people just try to help us. And they help us individuals through whatever is going on here. And, of course, they still have an interest in what's happening with their loved ones here on Earth. And um, there, are some, there are more highly um, evolved spirit beings as well, and they do want to help mm-hmm. humanity, and they want to help the planet. So they do try what they can in order to help us.
3: How do you know if you're getting information from an actual spirit and not in your from your imagination?
0: Well, first of all, when I communicate with the spirit people, they have to give me a lot of information about themselves, and that is information that my my client mm-hmm. also called the sitter. The sitter can validate that. So, the sitter will be able to confirm everything or the vast majority of what I'm saying. And that is the confirmation that it's not something that is in my imagination. The other thing also is with if my imagination is working, there usually is some kind of an antecedent. And um, I can trace my thoughts back in time and say, okay, this is my imagination because I was thinking about that and that thought led to that. So now I'm thinking about that person because of what I thought of five minutes earlier. But when it's a spirit people, when it's a spirit person, they just come in very differently and they would just come in with purpose and they would bring a lot of evidence so that it's clear that it's not just something that exists in my mind only.
3: I, I've heard of something called shifting awareness. And, and how does one go about doing it in order to connect with guides?
0: Yeah, that really is something that takes practice. As I mentioned earlier for me, the opening prayer is what helps me mm-hmm. shift the awareness it it's it just is something that comes that comes with practice and in part what it depends on is that you you have a good meditation practice behind you, and it's also the ability to basically relax your physical body as well as your mind and then when you do that when you give that invocation with mm-hmm. each word it just seems like the veils just lift that is that is what that is how it happens for me
3: why is meditation so important to the progression and the enriching of one with spirituality
0: meditation helps us know ourselves And it helps us understand ourselves. It helps us figure out how our own imagination works, Mm -hmm. how our mind works. It also makes us aware of what our issues are. And meditation, in the long run, it helps us. It it teaches us to tell the difference between the spirit people and our own stuff. And what it does is, it just helps quiet down the mind so that we can receive more information it basically forces us to sit down and be quiet and to be in a frame of mind where something can actually come through because otherwise in our life if we work on the computer and we attend to our games on our cell phones Mm -hmm. and we rush to the store or we pick our kids up from soccer practice we aren't quiet we're not in a we're not in a frame of mind where we're open so meditation really increases our bandwidth over time and it's it's wonderful for our own inner peace and peace of mind but it's it really is essential for helping open up the spiritual senses
3: so it's kind of like having your own uh, internet bandwidth that you're able to open and close then
0: <laughs> that's correct that's a very good analogy yes
3: excellent I understand that you also give courses and do workshops. Uh, What do you teach in your workshops?
0: I do. Um, I teach mediumship development. I also teach a class on psychic development. But basically, I just teach various aspects of mediumship, beginning Mm. mediumship, intermediate mediumship, working with spirit guides, psychic protection, spiritual hygiene, These are the different types of workshops that I teach.
3: What is the reaction of most people once they've taken your course and they are able to connect with the other side?
0: Yeah. Um, Usually people are very excited about it. The people who are really serious about Mm -hmm. developing it usually also come to my development circle. And um, they continue to learn and eventually They're able to connect with other people's spirit loved ones, reliably and consistently well. And they then go on, if they want to, they go on and um, establish their own clientele of people that they give so-called readings to. Right.
3: So how will a person know, Constanza, if they're connected with an actual spirit guide or a lower astral plane entity?
0: yeah um well that that tends to become clear rather quickly, perhaps not instantly at the moment when a person has that experience um but generally it becomes clear very, very quickly, for example, real spirit guides usually have our highest good at heart, and they also have compassion for other people in a given situation, so they will usually work to achieve win-win situations and they can give compassionate insight into what's going on in a situation or with another person and how we can perhaps create better results for ourselves. Whereas a lower, a, a lower, a less highly evolved spirit, that's how I should put it, really wouldn't have any interest in that. They would basically just be interested mm-hmm. in um either teasing the person giving false information fanning the flames of disagreement and in general they would be negative and they would create a lot of harm and destruction in the person's life but usually it becomes clear very soon just from the just from the tone of the conversation I would always say if you're in contact with an entity that purports to be a spirit guide
6: mm-hmm.
0: make note of what comes through test the spirits and don't really trust anyone just just without questioning just like you wouldn't just trust anybody who walks up to you in a parking lot you shouldn't just trust anyone who comes in and says hello I'm your spirit guide
3: right um mm-hmm. I went through your website earlier today. I love it, by the way. Oh. I, I came across <laughs> the, your question that what are Litarian rays? Tell me about Litarian rays because I found that very interesting.
0: Oh, I see. Well, actually, the Litarian rays have nothing to do with mediumship, they have, re- they have nothing to do with, with readings mm-hmm. at all. They were developed by the uh, Litarian Institute. They're located in Arizona, and it's a series of Attunement that's given in the form of a guided meditation where the person who receives the attunement gets more closely connected with various ascended masters.
3: But wouldn't this this also be of, of use to someone who wants to become a medium and then further themselves along in their studies?
0: absolutely it would it would be something that w- in all likelihood mm-hmm. would be helpful simply because it would est- it would help them establish an ongoing relationship with the ascended master that's associated with each one of the rays and that master then is accessible to them in a closer way so that is something that could be helpful i surely don't think that it is mandatory for anybody who wants to become a medium. Really, in order to develop mediumship, the nuts and bolts really are meditation, <laughs> prayer, sitting in a circle and living your life in a good way.
3: Besides communicating with those on the other side and those you've, you, know, who have passed on, how can mediumship help a person in their day-to-day life?
0: well that's that now you're talking about the message that the spirit people would bring in a reading so after after i connect with the spirit people and they brought a ton of evidential information about mm-hmm. themselves that i couldn't possibly know unless they were communicating with me i usually say okay why are you here what do you want to say and there are times when they want to talk about whatever is going on in a person's life. Sometimes people come to me because they they have concern about different areas of their life and they're hoping that their loved ones might be able to shed some light on what's going on, you know, maybe in a work situation mm-hmm. or in a personal situation. So once we've got a good link in place, th- the floor is open and the spirits are welcome to bring through insight on something that is of concern to the client.
3: Is mediumship a good thing for young people to get involved with?
0: I think it requires a certain level of maturity. I don't know what mm-hmm. you mean by by young people. Well, let's say, I, let's say I,
3: uh, I, 10 years of age and up as they're entering into uh, puberty
0: yeah I would uh, my sense would be now I would say if they are at if if they're naturally experiencing spirit contact at mm-hmm. that age, I do think it would be very helpful for them to learn more about what's going on with that gift and to also learn how to manage and to control it. However, if they're not aware of the spirit world, I would definitely not recommend necessarily pursuing it at that age simply because the teenage years our bodies go through a lot of changes and there is yes. enough going on already that I don't think we really need to throw spirit communication into the mix so my recommendation would be you know wait until wait until you're you're fully grown up and you have a better understanding and you have more maturity about what it means to be a medium and how to manage what's coming through.
3: Good advice. Constanza is our special guest, Constanza Morningstar. Her website is silverspringoflight.com. And Constanza and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always send me an email, studio at TV.com. My name is Rob McConnell, Constanza Morning Star, and I will be back after this break. <laughs> GeneX provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Welcome back, everyone. Constanza Morningstar is our very special guest this hour. www.silverspringoflight.com When you're teaching people, do they have an ability to to communicate? Uh, Are these people who seek you out for spiritual reasons? Are these people who seek you out for an inner an inner guidance that they have no idea what is going on. How do you explain why people go to you?
0: Well, people come to me, people take my classes because they really want to develop their own, they just want to develop their own gifts. A lot of them have had certain experiences that they can't really explain and that they want to learn more about. Some people are curious. Some people remember that there was a family member who had certain gifts, and they think that maybe they have that ability as well. And some people just come out of curiosity. I've even had people who just accompanied someone to the class, and then the person who just went along as company did phenomenally well and (laughs) discovered abilities that they didn't know they had.
3: Maybe you can help us understand what life is like in the spirit world
0: well there there is a lot to learn in the spirit world, being in the spirit world, it mm-hmm. does mean being in a wonderful place, and it is a place where we continue to learn and grow and evolve in general it 's as beautiful as earth, probably more beautifully probably even more beautiful. My, own, my dad has told me that there, it seems like all the plants and all the flowers and trees that ever lived are in the spirit world, is how he explained it to me. So it is a place that is very beautiful, and we do get to make new friends. We do get to get together with the loved ones that we've been with in life on Earth. And we can learn things that we didn't have the chance to learn or do while we were here on Earth. So it is very much an expanded realm where we can also continue to be Mm -hmm. of service to loved ones on earth or where we can help disseminate new knowledge to people here in the physical.
3: Is there a difference between the spirit world and heaven?
0: The spirit world basically is heaven.
3: Then why is it called the spirit world instead of heaven?
0: Well, As spiritualists, that is the term that we use. I see. And the word heaven heaven has very Christian overtones, and spiritualism is not a Christian religion. So as a spiritualist minister and a spiritualist medium, we refer to heaven as the spirit world.
3: So it seems that there are biases and... and, um... Well, just biases, you know, because you were saying that it's not called heaven because that's a that's a, a Christian a Christian word. So, do spiritualists kind of uh, do they just say that we're neutral? We don't have any spiritual or religious philosophy that we we follow. What does a spiritualist follow then?
0: Oh the oh, spiritualists we have nine principles that we follow there is there is no scripture, there is no Bible, but we but we do have nine principles, and they are posted on the website of the National spiritualist Association of Churches, for example, the first one is that, is that we believe in infinite intelligence, which is God. And the next one is that we believe that the phenomena of nature, both physical and spiritual, are the expression of infinite intelligence, and so on and so on. And we do our best to live by those principles. They seem simple, but they're also very complex, but they do give very good guidelines on how to live a good life.
3: What's the difference then between a religion... Spiritualism and a cult
0: well spirit, modern spiritualism in the United States mm-hmm. actually is a religion, and um spiritualism was incorporated as a religion in eighteen hundred ninety three actually so it's been around for over for what hundred twenty five years almost, so it's been around. And um, I never had anything to do with cults, but I, I would think that a cult is probably th- it, it's some kind of a spiritual or pseudo spiritual phenomenon that just springs up that springs up very quickly, and that may or may not have a lot of spiritual qualities to it. So, and I think in a cult often I feel I think with cults often people really have to submit to a leader who basically sets the tone and tells people what to believe or not to believe. Whereas with um with spiritualism we are free to make up our own minds and we can we receive our own teachings from the spiritual realms and we make up our own mind. So there is no leader who tells us what to do or not to do.
3: So there's no God. There's no deity.
0: Absolutely there is a God. As spiritualists we believe in infinite intelligence. We believe in God. Absolutely we believe in God. That is our first that is our first principle.
3: So what is the difference between your God and the God of Abraham, the God in the Christian Bible or Allah in the Quran?
0: Well, that really that really is for each person to determine for themselves. If you're asking me personally,
6: mm-hmm.
0: in, well, in spiritualism, God really is in everything. So there really is not a place where God is not. God is in every tree and plant and rock. God really is everywhere, and it's not something. It's not. It's not something that is separate from us. We are all part of God in everything. As part of God, and um, yeah, people people really have to find their own. People have to come to their own understanding, basically.
3: What are your ceremonies or rituals like in spiritualism?
0: Well, in spiritualism, if you were to go to a spiritualist church mm-hmm. service, you would you would probably well. Most spiritualist churches offer so called hands on healing where the healer connects with one of their healing guides who then works through them to impart healing energy to the person who comes to sit in their healing chair. After the healing service, you would hear a lecture, a spiritually uplifting mm-hmm. lecture about God or other or another spiritual topic, very much as you would in a Christian church or in any other type of temple. And after that, we have mediums who connect with the spirit world, with the people in the spirit world, and they bring evidential information for the people in the congregation. So in other words, if I were to serve on a Sunday, I would serve as medium in the last 15 or 20 minutes of the service, and I would connect with the spirit people of the people in the congregation. And I would bring as much evidence as I can possibly bring <laughs> in the time that sure. I have available as well as a message or greeting, whatever they want to convey.
3: Once again, looking at spiritualism, and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners like are enjoying understanding what spiritualism is all about. You know, in Christianity you have the Bible. In the Hebrews have the Torah. Muslims have the Quran as their holy books. What do spiritualists use?
0: We believe that truth is truth and truth can be found in all of the other religions so anyone who wants to study the Bible the mm-hmm. Quran or anything else is very welcome to read that but we basically have our nine principles and beyond that it really is up to the individual to edu- to educate themselves and to learn and of course we've had over the last 160 some years 166 years or so there are there were a lot of spiritualists who published mm-hmm. different writings so that is available for for reading for contemplation for 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 meditating upon but otherwise there really is no holy book we believe in communicating with the spiritual realms and that we can indeed communicate with our deceased loved ones that life is eternal and that we can receive wonderful teachings and insight and wisdom and guidance and healing from those spiritual realms.
3: Constanza, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Where can people learn more about you? Where can they learn about your classes and where can they buy your books?
0: Um, They can learn about my classes on my website, www.silverspringoflight.com. And my book is available throughout the United States. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and uh, Llewellyn, the publisher. So really, they can get the book anywhere.
3: It's all over the place.
0: Yes,
3: it is. Constanza, thank you so much for joining us. Take care of yourself, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the Exo.
0: Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. Today. Oh, it's our
3: pleasure. Thank you for sharing with us and telling us about spiritualism. It was very enlightening You're and very welcome. important. All right, take care, dear. Exo Nation, uh, okay. we have to uh, take a break. I'll be back on the other side of this short break as we continue here in the X Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, all around the world on the X Zone Broadcast Network. Don't go away.